He says about doing all these shows. There's a lyric about doing all these shows as a way of being. I'm so busy. How can you expect me to do this? He's like, he says about all these shows. But like, how many of those shows do you have to cancel? Because you have strained vocal cords. Mate, have a strepsil. <laughs> you know what strepsil. I mean? Yeah. yeah. In our first week back after our break, Liam gave Christina Miliana second week as series winner. Tell me, who do you think you see? You're standing in your corner looking up on me. You think I'm so predictable. Meanwhile, for Scott, it's now 23 weeks of Kylie. Naughtiest Naughty. As you can hear, we're not in a studio, we're not even in our bedrooms like we used to be. We are at the Utilitar Arena in Newcastle because tonight, uh, a thing that we booked during the first lockdown <laughs> is actually happening when it should happen. We're here seeing steps. Wait. Scott, this is amazing. We haven't had like a work now before for the podcast. Nah, this is not better best forgotten. This is happening. <laughs> Um, so this is the podcast We every week are listening to tunes from the noughties in chronological order If they were top 10 we're chatting about them And we discuss what we think of them How we feel about how they've changed over the years How impactful they were And we pick winners And by the end of the whole series in 10 years We'll have a winning song each We should We should, we should. Steps have been a big part of the podcast so far I mean Steps are actually now In terms of where we are They're, they're finished for the time being yeah. Next week oh. That's exciting. <laughs> They've just flashed on the screen 75 minutes, which I guess is when steps are going to come yeah. on. I love the fact that you were saying something sad about them no longer being in the podcast, then one for Sora came out. Yeah, that was, that was very good. Um, so yeah, Sophie Ellis Betts is coming in 15 minutes, and then yeah, in just over an hour, we'll have some steps. Very, very exciting. We're going to get straight into the show, though. So much to uh, pack in this week's show. Some tunes-wise, well... This week, the closest thing you'll get the Beach Boys in 2002 comes from S Club Juniors of all places, uh, attracted wall-to-wall hooks from Vanessa Carlton and a Linkin Park remix double bill. Plus the unusual vocal stylings of Shakira and Ja Rule on separate tracks, of course, but first. Let's start a new week. This is the 28th of July, 2002. New in cinemas this week, a, a film we spoke about last week, Austin Powers, Goldmember. Yeah. Now, I've not seen any Austin Powers films. I've seen clips on TV. I've seen all the, you know, the the, the, the key bits of like, do I make your horny baby and one million dollars and... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, do I need to know much more than that? They are good. For what they are, they're very, very good. So for I do Mike like Myers, Mike Myers. Yeah. He, it is very good. And um, obviously they're a piss take of James Bonds. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, they are They are good. The characters are good. They are silly. So they are very much toilet humour. Um, if you just like laughing at silly shit, then yeah, this is great for you. I probably would like it. I don't know. I haven't seen them. I can't believe I haven't. Do you know whenever you really hype something and then you try to show it to somebody and you just ruin the whole thing? Yeah. I insisted on people coming around to my house. It was my girlfriend and her best friend at the time coming around to watch Austin Powers because it was the best thing you could ever see in the world <laughs> ever. And then um, the opening scene is just like a ridiculous dance yeah. scene he hasn't nobody said anything yet it's just a dance scene and I was on my hands and knees crippled in the floor <laughs> and we couldn't watch the rest of the movie because I had completely ruined the moment by being so annoyingly yeah like happy at this film that um, I think I completely put them off it so I, I ruined that film yeah. for two people just being such a a dad joker pretty much so yeah. sorry to them for that but there's nothing worse when you've when you've 
loved a film or loved a show and you've watched it with the person that you're trying to get them to watch it and you sit and watch their reaction and they hate it. I have to it's not It's one of the most soul-crushing things ever, isn't it? It's one yeah. of the most deflating things as a person. It really bums you out. Like, I love scary movie. Yeah. Um, and I understand the issues within it for yes. so many people. Yeah. Um, and actually, some of it's really inappropriate. But, like, I think, I think Brenda, Regina, mm. is amazing like I think she's just so so good in it um, where she's like oh yeah I got a shout out in the Diddy album and it's like did you she's like yeah everywhere I go I see the same ho oh. like her jokes in it are just so so funny um, she's brilliant in it but yeah it's it's a thing that really annoys other people so I now don't I'll tell people I love that but I would never force anybody to watch stuff mm. apart from scenes of specific things yeah. for podcasts where I've shown you something today that I felt like you, you needed to see yeah. for context but mm-hmm. I will not make you watch that whole film sorry I definitely much rather watch Austin Powers than the film we're going to reference later on yeah I, you, I think I think you today would enjoy Austin Powers I think I probably would yeah six seven year ago Liam would bloody hate it yeah you know yeah. when you were very in the film place whereas yeah. now I think you might actually you can, there's bits you just have an actual giggle to and think <laughs> yeah yeah that seven minutes of shit that little bit was a bit of gold if I watch a film at home now it does need to be that kind of thing really I can't I don't like, but, which is mad because I was a film critic technically I used to watch a lot, a lot of films. I still go to the cinema a lot. Uh-huh. If I'm at home, I've not got the brain span to watch a film. Yeah, and you're not, me. And, and then not, not also play FIFA at the same time or something like that. You know, I, um. I, can't, I can't concentrate enough on films. That's kind of partly COVID, but it's also just like life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we put on films based on how likely we think we are to use our mobile phones. Yeah. So if we watch something we haven't seen before, it has to be, you need to, this is a pair attention film. Yeah. Some of them are ones that we will watch and go on our phone every so often if a message comes through, mm. um, because the real watcher ones, we won't even acknowledge messages. Uh, but then there could be something that we love that some nights we'll watch, like I really like Night and Day with Cameron Diaz and Tom Cruise. Right. Like, oh yeah, we'll yeah. We'll put that on in the background quite a lot and Sometimes if you're in a mood, I'll sit and watch it, Victoria's on her phone, or she'll sit and watch it and I'm sitting doing a message or something. But there's, yeah, we've got like different kind of calibers of films that are based on how likely we are, what mood we're in and whether we're going to watch. But Mm. um, thrillers and stuff, we can't, we have to really plan in. We have to think, what are we doing tonight? Can we wake up in the night and be thinking about it? You know, there's too much strategy about what bloody goes on our telly in our house. Yeah. So frequently my film choice is, can I sit and watch this and also eat a tin of Heinz spaghetti at the same time? (laughs) What, so you don't, like, have a scary moment and chuck spaghetti off the roof or something? I just I can sit and just look at it and go, like, just haven't got to, I can focus on eating my food, and that can just happen in yeah. front of my eyes, and I haven't got to think too much. Yeah. Like, it is, it's, that's why it's normally, like, a sitcom rather than a film. Yeah. It's, like, a 20-minute thing that I can just sit and look at. I've probably seen it before. I know it'll make me laugh. Yeah. I've, there's actually been studies in this about, like, our post-COVID viewing habits, and it's all, like, it's just comfort. We've had such a traumatic event. We don't want to try anything new. We want to, we want to know safely and securely. We've seen this before. It will make us happy. Yeah. Any, any risk of this might not be what you thought it was going to be. We just eliminate that now. Yeah, we we randomly played kind of Netflix roulette or something the other mm. week where it wasn't, it must have been, well, I don't know what it was, but we ended up kind of being like, right, let's not start anything new, but let's just start something new that we don't necessarily think we're going to watch and just see if we get hooked into it. Mm. And ended up watching, I think it was called Manhunt. It's got, uh, I'm going to remember him badly in it. Um, what, Martin Clunes. Oh, Martin Clunes. And it was, it turned out it was documentaries, uh, proper like 
remake, like dramas remade about an actual London murderer. All right. Um, and we ended up watching 20 minutes of it and we're like, oh my God, what are we watching? Don't turn it off. Mm. And then we're like, well, we've just watched one episode. You can't just do one. We have to what, try squeeze into. So then all of a sudden we're up later than what we'd planned. Mm. Hadn't checked how many episodes there were. The third one felt really endy. And then we were like, oh no, there's a fourth one, which is the real end one. <laughs> and then, then, I'm, then I've watched this four part drama thing. And then all of a sudden I'm in a Google zone of, I want to know the real story yeah. and what really, oh, but, but we were, we couldn't sleep because we hadn't watched anything remotely anxious before bed mm. in probably like a year. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're rocking back and forth, terrified that any noise in the house is yeah. going to be this. And weirdly, right. So there was one, one, the one we were watching was the last one. And, um, um, I my little boy wasn't sleeping, so I'd been up the stairs and into his room and down, mm-hmm. and then up the stairs and into his room and down. Each time, having to move myself around in the dark to find him and check the monitor before I walked into his room. Mm. And then at one point, when I started to go up the stairs, and this is this is about burglaries, rapes, and murders. Ugh. I went up the stairs and the bathroom door was all of a sudden open. Oh, no. And the light was on. So the the landing now, I could see the whole landing. I was like, oh, my God. So as I went up the stairs and then I looked into the bathroom, I wasn't there a bloody jack in the box in the middle of the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at me. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, I was just, I was so, I'm never scared of my own house. I was freaked out. Come How the hell has this? Come Scott forever yeah, and, was and a, ever. You know, it was, a, it was a gel in a box. So it even challenged the stereotypes. I was a bit, I was a bit freaked out. <laughs> But I couldn't believe it And I had to sit and think Oh my god And then I was, I was about to walk into the room I was like What if he's not there anymore And my head just went like Oh that's crazy. Awful. And it just turned out It was a really windy night And the, the fan Air had come in The fan docked into the bathroom mm. And managed to like Knock the door open a bit And oh, that's one But Jesus I, What are the chances There's a fucking jack in the box <laughs> In the middle of your bathroom floor On that night I don't even know how it got there It must have been my little boy Playing with it Oh I don't know Freaky I take it you haven't seen Squid Game. No, not yet. No. We're not going to watch that. I don't think either because my wife didn't like the trailer. It is so, good. Um, yeah. 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 Um, right. To pop songs. Uh, S <laughs> what? Club, I know. Can you believe it? Uh. Um, S Club Juniors are back. Uh, another number two, which is quite fitting <laughs> some, to some opinions. <laughs> some may think that they, they, they never deserve a number one. Just number twos forever. This was in the top ten for three weeks, so it did quite well. S Club Juniors, Automatic High. <laughs> This is the second single of the debut album together, the follow-up to One Step Closer. And um, the first few beats I actually sound like You're My Number One yeah. of S Club. Yes. So I there's do. definitely mm-hmm. But in my head that also goes to an Ace of Bass track, and when I Googled it, I couldn't find what Ace of Bass mm. track it was. And then I don't think it is. It must be something Ace of Bass-ish sounding, but yeah. that, that 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 little punchy dun, slap at dun, the start. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun. Yeah. Um Well that's the thing, like One Step Closer felt unique to S Club Juniors, didn't feel like an S Club seven. No cast off was this sort of does, does. Yeah. I, I think this is the this is now us back to kids bop a yes, little bit very much so I think the key that the opening there's the opening two singers singing are gripping for young people so you've really got that kids bop vibe and then the third singer that comes in is Frankie Bridge now mm-hmm. um, and then that's when it stops being kids bop and it starts to be adult vocal yes. a little bit weaker but that's because her voice is more mature compared yeah. to the other two at that point but yeah I'm I'm there with that one in the sense that yeah, it's that's it's kid boppy. It's what you say. It's a it's a bit s clubby. Yeah, and the dudes don't get to sing. No, none of the dudes sing at all. No, 
last week we did the prodigy. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Baby's got a temper. Oh shit. And you said the the, the the title of that kind of you look at that and you go, well, this isn't going to be good. Okay. Oh no. What automatic are you thinking high. about automatic high? Or no, are you thinking? All right. Okay. I'm not even going to say. What well, I'm that's thinking. kind of that's. I'm, um, knowing what your brain's like, it's not what your brain's thinking. Right. Okay. Okay. So what are you thinking? Are you thinking... I'm thinking more of a drug thing. Right, okay, yeah, I'm not thinking that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, oh God, I'm not, not going to say it. But isn't that mad that I know what you're... You thought what you, do you think I'm thinking? That doesn't matter. That, <laughs> it's not what I'm thinking, so it doesn't I'm matter. I'm not going to say that I'm thinking nocturnal no, emissions, no, no. but you're no, thinking no, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was quite happy not thinking about it, and then mm. you put it there. Oh, dear. Uh, no, it, it, I mean, the, one step closer... It had lyrics about fantasizing, and it was kind of a bit about kind of like almost death in some ways. It was a oh, bit wow. strange. And this one, you know, like kids shouldn't be singing about the concept of being high. No, and I know it's in a love sort of way, but even that's kind of also a bit weird. Kids shouldn't be thinking about relationships in that way. Like it's, it, I guess, like I guess, like automatic butterflies isn't as good a title as automatic high or like no. automatic, you know, tummy flutters isn't the same thing. It's that it's been, you know, you, you know what I mean. It's been changed in that way to make it fit with a more relatable concept music wise but i still feel strange about it and to be yeah. fair i don't think there's an s club juniors or s club eight song that doesn't have this weird feeling of it it all feels just a bit too old for them yes i but equally like sounds that. very very childish yeah like I, I, I'm, have we discussed this before where i don't like young girls being kind of encouraged to fanboy over things yeah. where they lose their actual shit yeah. screaming at other groups it's, it's uh, not good that is not healthy I don't think that that's good and that's encouraged by and we, loads uh, of different uh, things and we've got to be careful how we say that because they could come for us yes absolutely you know like we might just have a crew of people screaming over the top of us outside you know things I've been there you know I've been outside of buildings navigating mm-hmm. pop stars around before because of these these fans and, and weirdly um, I've got a group of Cascada fans that engage with me Every time something's going on mm. with Cascada in the UK, because like, play your song, do this, do that, there's a new one coming, playlist it. And they're really, really sensible yes. about it. I'm trying to think if I think back to fans that really lost it. Um, do you remember Lawson? Yes. Lawson fans, really, really screamy. Um, and actually, I find it really difficult to kind of comprehend. JLS fans were a bit strange as well. Um yeah. But I don't think that's a healthy thing to encourage children to be like. If, no. if I, if, if Felix ever, my little boy Felix ever wants to, if he's standing screaming about something like that, I'm like, right, you need, to, you can be excited about stuff, you can yeah. be passionate about stuff, but catch yourself on. Do not be screaming like it's Elvis. You know, mm. it, it, nothing is worth losing that level of self control. Yeah, um, it's like I'm a football fan, but I look at things that football fans do, and I, or, or things that I've myself done, and I go, it's just football. Mm. That's why I call it church. Sometimes yeah. it is a cult. And I'm a Newcastle fan, so the, the the happy times are far less frequent than they mm. used to be, and they've never really been that frequent anyway. No. For my time being a football fan, and 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 yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm starting to kind of like lose bits of my love of football just because of again that sort of thing of like of of the the fan culture. But it's weird. Like if you think the pop culture fan of the BTS fans and the Justin Bieber fans, if you think that's strange. Then, like, if you go on football Twitter, where it's kind of people who've got like Twitter accounts named after footballers and stuff, and yeah. they harass people and they abuse people and they're a bit offensive, well, very offensive. Yeah, um, maybe we need that, to have a guide on how to fan, how to fan something, how to be yeah. a fan of something. What yeah. is an appropriate way to be a fan? Because buy, buy I, it, tell people about it, 
enjoy it yourself. Yeah. But don't abuse people for... I mean, the, the, the whole Little Mix thing recently of the Jesse... And we're going way off topic now, but the, the, the Jesse thing lately, you know, it's become a whole us versus them thing. Mm-hmm. All kind of engineered by everyone apart from the acts involved. It's kind yeah. of... But that, that, it's, it's been, you know... You're getting your Jerry leaving, aren't you? Is right now, like your yeah. generation's getting the Jerry leaving. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You're, although this is this is uh, well, well, it's way less well. worse. Yeah, had had Zane for One Direction yeah. as well. So it's, yeah, I. But it became a factions thing, didn't it? it became like a now that it's Jesse stands who hate yeah. Little Mix because mm-hmm. you can't like both. Yeah. Oh God, this is this is flashback. Honestly, <sighs> this is a thing. It's exhausting, isn't, isn't it? it? Really. Um, yeah. Anyway, back to S Club Juniors and their uh, inappropriate children's song to be fair actually my note is never underestimate the power of children because actually this is only really for them and they got number two yeah which is pretty good like yeah. that, that that's that's child power that's the that's the kids rising up and saying dad buy this for me mm-hmm. or i'll spit in your pillows <laughs> or something like that yeah um, they've written a song here wh- whoever's written the song here not s club juniors i don't think they've written a song that's actually quite difficult there's actually quite big range changes in quite short passages, yeah, there is. there's lows and highs in quite mm-hmm. quick succession. So to do that is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. It's not flawless, but actually considering how difficult the song actually is, it's not bad. I'm no, kind of impressed by it. It's I, my I, least I favourite S Club it. Junior song. What's yeah. the next one we'll do? One step closer. Um, uh, New Direction. Oh yeah, that's, oh, that's which, a bit, which is appropriation. A bit appropriation yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, have, we, have we reached peak S Club Juniors with One Step Closer, maybe? Mm. S Club 8 when they go S Club 8 they have Sundown which is a banger I don't remember that either Mm. but again also a bit inappropriate because there's a line about vibrating I'd never really made sense of what that means if it doesn't mean what it okay, seems I love like that you can means. whip off lyrics before we. Oh, I love I, the thing is what, doing the prep for this. I went back when I did the prep for this. I, I prepped this song, but then when I was kind of refreshing myself again, uh-huh. I didn't go back and listen to this song. I listened to One Step Closer, yeah, and then Don't Tell Me You're Sorry and Sundown. This for me, it's like it's not for me. Did I've got no real, a, not not really thoughts. Do you have a favourite when you were growing up of this Club Juniors? What member? Yeah. Um, how old were you at this point? At this point, you're six. Okay. I don't. I don't think so. No, the, the, as the years went by, they pushed Calvin and Frankie a lot more, and the rest of the band got pushed out. Okay. And I, I think by the end, it it literally was Calvin and Frankie featuring S Club, whatever they were by that point. Yeah, right. Um. So pro- possibly, possibly those two, just because they got pushed that way. I like them all really. Even now, I like them all. I think there's not a bad one in the bunch. They all, they all, they're all very talented. And you watch the live performances where albeit they're not singing but if if they were it'd be very difficult because the song's hard yeah but actually they are they are talented yeah i think they are been, it's been well chosen it's a it's a rare reality tv thing although we, we spoke about this when we did the last one that there's all kinds of murky processes a part of being a reality tv thing that we don't like no and this was the same really it was the same kind of exploitation and the same kind of like pushy parent thing potentially it does sniff a pushy parent, doesn't it? Yeah. The of it, to be but the fair. kid, the kids are all good. I think fair play to them for taking this song on because it's it's not been easy for them. Do I like it? No. Do I think it's good? Kinda. Is it for me? No. We do have an underlying judge here. Um, this morning when I was doing my prep for it, <laughs> and it was on my laptop and I was playing it. And little boy Felix was like, "I don't like it, Daddy. I He's don't like that one. Money. I don't like it. Don't like it. Turn it off." And I thought this would be the one that he liked. Yeah. Yeah. It turned out it was prep in two weeks, and he really loved the Chili Peppers. There you wow. Go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good sign for the future, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, so that was number two, and this is number three. Somebody who had been number two themselves with Whenever, Wherever. Ooh. And this is the follow-up single, Shakira, Underneath Your Clothes. This got to number three in the chart and is her second English language track mm-hmm. um, since she released that album off the what was it called Laundry Service off Laundry Service is yes. what it's called and yeah the follow up to Whenever Wherever I remember at the time being disappointed with this because when you knew there was a new Shakira track coming you were expecting you kind of always with the second one expect something bigger than the debut yeah. for every album but actually you know I should have learned by now mm. at this point I should have known no the second tracks are rarely better than the first yeah. um, unless there's been a behind the scenes argument and somebody lost their way and the second person was right yeah you know that yeah. scenario but um yeah i i was very disappointed to it as a follow-up i think as i listen to it each time i listen to it i still think at certain points there's bits of where you just think you're getting the bangles eternal flame but you're the place where all my thoughts go high and it never oh, yeah. goes that way i think they could sue they probably could actually. For how similar this is, yeah. Be good for, for DJs. It's great because it's a very easy thing to do as a mashup. But yeah, vocally it's flawless. Um, I love how she goes frantic and builds differently into the bridge. Mm-hmm. Generally, it's romantic and lovely, and it is very listenable. But yeah. I'm just kind of in a little Shakira land of disappointment with this. Yeah. Uh, the, so Shakira's kind of weird wobbling that she does is a is a bit less palatable here for me than it was on whenever wherever it kind of it, it it comes and goes in this one more like it's it almost feels like random when she goes in those places sometimes like she can sing like a straightforward voice and she'll kind of start going yeah yeah and it, you don't really know why she's gone that place there's some bits where she has like a bit of a Ugh! Like a bit like a Stevie Nicks or like a Gwen Stefani kind of like channeling that kind of energy mm-hmm. which I like the video kind of depicts it as a rock concept, but the song isn't rock. like that at all. It's no. sedate. It sounds a bit cheap in places. The brass, it's kind of a bit like uh, Waterboy's Hole of the Moon. It's oh. that same kind of like... Yeah. Yeah, and I do think the Bangles could literally sue her for this because she's made a very conscious step into English language. And as part of that research process of like learning a new language, she's probably taken a few bits and pieces. People have said the Beatles' Penny Lane's there as well. And I can hear, I, can, I definitely hear the Bangles' Eternal Flame more. It does feel like somebody who's new to the English language and is new to the English market and has kind of assembled a song with that in mind. I haven't heard the Spanish version. I'm sure it makes a lot more sense in Spanish, much like whenever, wherever does. There's one line that stands out. Once you've heard it, you can't unhear it. Hit me. Underneath your clothes, there's an endless Tory. Oh, no. Yeah. Which, as a BBC journalist, I can't present with any further comment. You don't see any Tories having like an endless peace down I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Not allowed to have an opinion. No. Um, No, once you've heard that line, endless Tory, you don't hear it as endless story. What's the cheaty one called again? Hancock. Is Hancock the cheaty one? The one that's snogging against yes. doors and is also Mr. Birthday Party there? Um, yeah. He, there must there must be something going on downstairs there. Yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. unless he's the only one with a usable one because the rest are like, you know, like, what does Bridget Jones say? They've got scales or something. You never know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's a shame. I, 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 I've got a mate who loves this. And when I said I was doing Shakira, he goes, oh, this is the best one. And I, and I, I was like... I know this, mate. 
Uh, yeah, Joe. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know if you were going to name, but uh, no, <laughs> Joe Man. There's nothing wrong with it. I, 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 I'm okay with it, but it's not the attention grabbing whenever, wherever. No, but it's not. It's not trying to be, and that's fine. But I, I'm confused by the the, the rock concert thing because actually, there's a song later on that's more rocky but has no right to be yeah so okay. yeah yeah Shakira. Cool. Thanks, yeah. Shakira. There's, there's better to come i'm i mean like when Definitely. it gets to um you know teaming up with rihanna and doing she wolf and stuff but yeah whenever wherever hasn't been topped yet it hasn't a woo indeed right we'll move on to a number five for jar rule who um, we've done before because he's been on a shanties, uh, always on time, and now he's back with Case for Living It Up. This is the lead single from the album Pain Is Love and it's a sample of Stevie Wonder's 1982 song Do I Do. I wasn't following the lyrics of this, I was just jamming to it. Yeah, and I had to really. kind of go back and try try follow it where where possible, really. So this is featuring Case. Do we know who Case is by any chance? No. Any info? Um, but weirdly enough... <laughs> I didn't bother. <laughs> no, it's that thing where actually, you know, when they say, well, actually the bits that you sing of songs are the backing singers. It's very sing-alongable in places, but it's never Jerule's bit. No. It's always the... It's the Stevie Wonder bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. So, yeah, um, I like, production-wise, I really like it. I still hate that I love Jerule's overall tone because he's a bit rusty or a bit rusky. Rusky, would you say rusky? You know, uh, he's got a really special tone and there's, there is, like, a, a coolness and suaveness comes out. And But historically, we've had issues with what seems to be his opinions on anything in life, particularly yeah. regarding women. But I do think it contributes a really bad attitude towards, like, getting... Oh, I don't even really know. It's a strange one. This, this like, unlocks a few things for me that I, I don't like, where I think, in this day and age, things are starting to crumble for people from years ago. But I think that's to do with the attitude of the rich and famous and sex, yeah. drugs and rock and roll. And yeah. actually, I was having this discussion with somebody last week where I was like, well, actually, of course, there's going to be even more historical sex offences up here for people in this day and age because people wanted to be famous because they wanted to have lots of sex. Like men particularly wanted to be famous for, for lots of sex. Mm. Um, and that's what you were kind of told. That's what you thought happened. Yeah. If you got rich and famous, you yeah. could have sex with anybody you want. And then you get rich and famous. And the only person I've heard say differently is the streets Mike Skinner mm. when you're a famous boy it just feels like when you wasn't famous yeah because you can't pull famous people yeah. when you're famous you have to sleep with random people who are your fans um, and make them sign NDAs <laughs> yes exactly yes so do we think that boy bands get you know STIs from koala bears probably not <laughs> but yeah. yeah yeah so I think I don't think that this helps that attitude and I can completely see how this contributes <clears throat> to young people thinking that oh I want to be rich and famous I want to buy loads of things I can have sex with whoever I want and it's never going to come back and get me uh, and yeah. it does it, it, you know it, it, it makes me question consent yeah and, and, and <laughs> it, I'm a buzzkill for this track but production wise I do like it but I don't yeah. like lyrically what it's saying yeah even in the video the, the the sort of the pre bit before the song comes in, you know, the sat on top of the Hollywood sign, which is you know CGI wise is shocking, but that's it's two thousand two, yeah. it was cheap. You know, he's he's talking to Irv Gotti, who's you know is the Murder Inc. label boss, yeah, and he's sort of like, oh, I'm thinking about giving it up, and then the guy, you got nineteen cars, and he goes, it's, it's kind of like, without saying it, he kind of goes, 
oh yeah, I'm rich and famous. I'll just keep doing it then. That's <laughs> that's kind of what the song I it goes on to be, doesn't it? Like yeah. that's such a toxic attitude. It's kind of like somebody who has in some way kind of expressed a desire to change the lifestyle they've got. Yeah. It's not working out. Otherwise, why would you want to give it all up? Like, why would you give it all up if you're yeah. not enjoying it? His boss goes, yeah, but you've got 19 cars. And he goes, oh, yeah. If you won the lottery, if you won the lottery, would you go public? You know when you have to either, you can either declare your name or not? No. I wouldn't. No. Mm. Would you tell anybody that you knew? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an, it's, it's, this, this is the thing, isn't it? It's an awful predicament to put yourself in. I, I, put, I've, I put the lottery on recently and you have that moment where you think about how you're going to spend it. And I do, and I do think that I'd give a lot to charity and stuff. Yeah, my head nobody, goes, how, no, would, how nobody much of it needs, would you give away? Who would you give some to? Nobody needs £150 million. Pounds, no. You know what I mean? Nobody needs that much money. So, But then equally, like, you know, when you divvy it out, who gets it and who doesn't? Yeah. Because not everyone can. No. Unless you give them, like, a quid. I don't know. But, yeah. like, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's not a predicament of what I'd... I'd well, I'd, I'd say that. If anybody wants to give us a million quid, we'll, we'll see how it goes, I guess. But I love but that. I, I, hate, I hate that attitude, though, of, like, you know, yeah. he's just convinced by the fact that, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I am rich, that's fine. I know people that are rich. Are they... As happy as people I know that aren't rich, not necessarily. No. You know, it, it's an odd one. I love, you know, that meme of the footballer who's walking through the tunnel with his broken phone and they're all like, this dude earns 150 million a week or whatever mm. and actually is still walking around with a broken iPhone 8. Yeah. Because that's his life. And I'm like, that's that's admirable, that. Whereas Ja Rule, yeah, it was 2002. That very much was the culture. This is like when people go back in the TV programmes and like slag things off. We do have to remember it was 2002. This was the message at the time. This was the attitude at the time. This is what people say. It hasn't necessarily aged well, but, you know, put this on at somebody's wedding. I'm still dancing to it, mm. which is annoying. There's the lyrics, half of you, because I did, I did go through the lyrics just in case there's anything that's like, you know, you have, you have, I think you have, to, you have to really watch what Ja Rule says. And I didn't find anything too bad in this one, really, but I watched the radio edit version on the video and there's nothing to... The radio edit's actually pretty seamless. There's no gaps, there's no you know bleeps, there's no censored things. Any, any words that were rude, I think, have been changed, so it's all... It's all pretty fine. Yeah, half of y'all hate me, half of y'all love me. The ones that hate me only hate me because they don't trust me. It's like, mate, some of the things you've said, that's why I don't trust you because you've said some really awful things. So maybe think about that before you go like, oh, I can't believe this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, God. You know, it's the the meme of like Eric Andre shooting the chair and then going like, who shot, who killed a chair? It's like, it's it's, (laughs) it's that thing of like, anyway. This feels like maybe it's the, you know, the, the really safe, first single from an album that doesn't match the rest of the album and yeah. it's just there to sell yeah. the I kissed a girl and I liked it and <laughs> yeah. the, you're only really in it because you're hot right now yeah. like, maybe this is the Ja Rule thing where actually it's not really this isn't really about him this is just to sell this to yeah. you know it's a lead single it's a radio hit yeah it, that's what it is and maybe that's why I think maybe that's why historically because I liked I did like this song I still do like this song it is the attitude towards you know women and stuff that I don't necessarily like but mm-hmm. that's why I was so surprised historically whenever we were going into different things Jarul was saying on the collaborations that was an issue for me yeah really so yeah this is probably like my this is my central point of where I'd formed an opinion for from him the years ago whenever I really liked him and thought he was cool as but actually mm-hmm. I just wasn't listening to what was being said in the other ones my throat is sore just listening to him do his voice. He says about doing all these shows. There's a lyric about doing all these shows as a way of being. I'm so busy. How can you expect me to do this? He's like, he says about all these shows. But like, how many of those shows do you have to cancel because you have strained vocal cords? Mate, mm. have a strepsil. <laughs> you know what strepsil. I mean? Yeah. yeah. A bit of lemon I, and honey. I, th- I think, uh, and this is a note that I can't believe I'm coming to now after like how many Jar Rule songs we've done. I've not mentioned the Fire Festival yet. 
Tell me more. A few years ago, that massive festival that he was involved in. Oh, that one? Running. Was that him? That was him. Oh, the one with the movie? Yeah. Oh my God, that's one of the with first things movies. I watched when Felix was born as a baby. Yeah. We came downstairs at five o'clock in the morning and watched that fire Festival movie and the disappearance of Madeleine McCann. Oh, Welcome to the world, Felix. Woo. That was him? Yeah. I think it's such a condemnation of how forgettable I find Ja Rule that it's wow. taken three or four songs to go, oh shit, yeah, he's the fire Festival guy. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and this isn't a fire Festival sized disaster, which it could have been using that Stevie Wonder sample, but actually it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, mm. it's fine. Nominated for a Grammy, uh, but lost to even Gwen Stefani for Let, you bl- let, me, let me Blow Your Mind. Okay, makes sense. So, we yeah. have not got many cho- many songs this week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what is going on? Uh, yeah, so yeah. Ja Rule's probably going <laughs> to come back. <laughs> a bit, maybe a bronze, silver, probably not a gold, a bronze or a oh, silver no. for him at least, from, mm. from us maybes. Hmm. Thanks to everyone who told us they were happy to see us back because this is our like, second show back. It's been lovely to see everyone back in support. I thought we'd come back from the break and everyone would have forgotten about us and they haven't. So that's really nice. Yeah, really um, nice. If we were going to go through them all, it would take way, way too long. It would be obviously very indulgent. So we'll just kind of do one. I'll pick out one from Samantha Key on Facebook who says, glad to see you back. My Fridays just haven't been the same without your dulcet tones Aww. and soundtrack from my favourite era of music. Welcome back. Well, we're glad to be back, especially for you, Samantha, and everybody else who sent messages. Thank you very much. Um, a thing that got flagged up last week, this is for you, Scott, is, um, <laughs> is a comment from Obi Moo. Oh, uh, yes. Yep. He says, great pod, but not a stellar week. Yeah, so that's what I I like, by the way, but had no idea it charted so high and spent the whole pod waiting for a better song to win. Still, it rattles my parcel shelf. Brackets, did I use that correctly? Now, I, I, I think my interpretation is that it's, it's literal. The, the, uh, the, the, yeah. base, the base of the song made your car rattle so much that the parcel shelf shook. It did. And in the parcel shelf, there were speakers where you had to get a jigsaw to the parcel shelf to make the speakers fit. Um, so there was really, actually, speakers built into the parcel <laughs> shelf that weren't naturally in the parcel shelf, linked to a subwoofer in the boot and an amplifier that was wired into the stereo all through the carpets and stuff under the <laughs> car. Um, but yeah, but there's also been other activities in my cars historically okay. that also rattled the parcel shelf. Yeah, But I think, thank, thanks to Obi Moo, we can now say that rattle, this rattle my parcel shelf can now mean this is my kind of thing. Yeah. We're, we're going to take that. You may sit on a t-shirt at some point. Still need to do that. Bloody hell. Right. I'm getting the White Chicks reference in before Scott does. I'm yep. mentioning it now because I know you will. Just wanted to beat you to it. I haven't seen the film. I know the reference. We've been watching it before we started doing the recording. Um, Vanessa Carlton, A Thousand Miles. Oh. And I need you And I miss you And now I wonder If I could fall Into the sky Do you think time Would pass me by Cause you know This is the debut single by Vanessa and the lead single from the Be Not Nobody album. Mm -hmm. Weirdly, I'm not sure if I've gone into this detail, this week must have been A-level results week for me. Probably, yeah. And I went to a grammar school with people who were very intelligent and we had a disaster year. We were the first, we might have been the first year of AS levels. Mm. They're now gone, aren't they? 
No, I think there's still a thing. I think, oh, yeah, ASNA2. Yeah, so yeah. we might have been, so this is me getting my A2 results and I can remember just being outside of the school and everybody absolutely crying and being devastated because hardly anybody got their predicted grades mm. that were expected to. I remember one person in my class getting his predicted grades um, and he got three A stars. And But I mean, these other people, like everybody that was like, oh my God, I haven't got my predicted grades were like, I think one of my friends got two A's and a B. Mm. And was needing three A's, and yeah. it was the worst thing in the world. And everybody, they were all A stars, A's. I wasn't that kind of caliber of person, so I think, I think that I, I think I did better in something than expected, and worse in something than expected, but still got the grades I needed to get into my first choice. But this song was a soundtrack to that, and I couldn't. The PTSD of everybody just being so hurt and overdramatic mm-hmm. meant that I couldn't listen to this. And I remember yeah. this song from the day I got my A level results, oh, and it being absolutely hell. I would turn it off. I would never listen oh. to it. I absolutely hated it. It was a massive trigger for me for ages even being in venues in Tenerife when I'd gone on holiday with some of my friends mm. after A-level results and being like leaving this bar because the song's on can't <laughs> listen to it absolutely oh, hate it that's, absolutely a, that's hate a tragedy it. that isn't it but then ye- I mean years and years later yeah. it took white chicks once you've been through counselling yeah yeah it took white chicks to start but I didn't uh, I didn't have a bad experience like so it wasn't my it wasn't my result. It was your shared the, grief. It was the everybody else completely like just being completely traumatized. Like, yeah. Why? Why are people? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Um, but mm. then white chicks actually started to normalize it and it removed that. Yeah. Thing push that memory. Yeah. Out, yeah. And now I've got more, much more positive memories to it because of that. Really. But like now, like the fact that I've been able to sit today and go through this and analyze this and watch that whole video again mm. when I would never have watched it, it would have gone off. The TV was off. The radio was flicked. Everything. Yeah was pretty good but I think it's a lovely song song about lost love lyrically nice vocally very nice can you fault the piano can you fault the strings you know you can't no you really can't it's actually a really beautiful piece it's got to be the most iconic opening notes of the decade but yes of the decade Uh number one I don't think any as intro juices go you're not beating this one surely not no the intro is very thin as an intro, but it's because it's pure raw piano, really, yeah. isn't it? But yeah, it, it, that definitely counts as an intro just because you can't not for that reason. I did see somebody quote it as one of the most enduring songs of the millennium. Yeah. And actually, I'm not the good test of it because I'd flicked it straight off. But mm. actually, the amount of times I had to flick it off because yeah. Yeah, exactly, it was everywhere yeah. shows how good the song was. you got like and, RSI from changing the yeah. station. I just needed to kick up the R, stop being so melodramatic. Yeah, over pretty it, much. Really. It's just a song. Right. <sighs> Where, where to begin I was watching a video and I think you're always it's a, it's the sugar babe thing if you always get more positive when there's more material to look at and there's so much material on a thousand miles because it's one of these well for one it's a one hit wonder yeah which is you know based on the quality of the song is, is kind of baffling but sometimes these things don't pan out the way that you expect and that's we'll, we'll get to a line from this video that I watched from Vanessa which is beautiful really beautiful but um, so yeah so, so this video it was Vice that made it the story of the song they went from the very beginning to you know to it, its process of being made to it just exploding the way it did and then to the kind of the failure to follow up that she had it's a really interesting video to watch but some of the cliff notes some of the kind of the main points that she she moved from a small town in new york she's going to be a ballerina she didn't enjoy it she used music as an escape and she was playing the piano in her dormitory there she wrote that piano riff first when she was 17 and then she wrote the lyrics about a student at juilliard which is another music school you know in new york who has actually since become a famous actor (gasps) and she hasn't named who it is so it's it's that um you're so vain carly simon thing of like who's the actor 
because they asked her who is it and, and they're like oh no that this person's really famous now so oh. that's interesting I wonder who that could be uh, I suppose you can just look at who was at Juilliard at that time and maybe <laughs> work it out I haven't done that yet yeah, but that's maybe where they all go isn't it that's where Save the Last Dance was all focused about yeah mm. but it sounds like she saw a lot of bad stuff in the music business she was on the scrap heap really I think it took someone hearing the demo from a bin of you know discarded tapes it's like have a go through these See if you can do anything with them. If not, you know, we'll just bin them. Mm-hmm. But here's one last chance for these people. Somebody came across that single and they saw something and they worked on it and it became a big thing. Yeah. It got her out of being a waitress. It got her out of all that kind of stuff. It, it made her a music person. And then, of course, the song had that big second wind through White Chicks. And Terry Crews, who's the person who does the lip syncing bit in White Chicks, um, he says it's made his career. Because uh, before yeah. this, he was an NFL football player mm-hmm. and then he became an actor you had white chicks and now he's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine and films mm-hmm. and stuff and he's a huge, huge star. And, and and he puts it that, yeah, it's because of this. Did he link the battle it as well? Is it Lip Sync Battle? Did he do this on Lip Sync He must battle? have done, yeah. I feel like he's done yeah, it that the year yeah. too. I think if you listen to it, right, there's some grander bits in it as it progresses mm. and there's some real moments where it could actually be turned into something like an Aerosmith, I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. And bits of it. It does you sound ha- expensive, doesn't it? It, it, it's, can, it sounds like... Can, considering n- she was on the scrap heap, yeah. somebody's seen enough in this to go, well, actually, we'll... We'll, we'll buy an orchestra, we'll mm-hmm. make this, we'll, you'll buy some some electric guitars. That yeah. comes back to the Shakira thing of, Shakira's video was rock, uh-huh. but actually this is more rocky than that, because it, yeah. it actually has some rocket guitars towards the end. It does sound like a really accomplished full thing, and uh, I, I think it's as close to the perfect piano song you're ever going to come across in yeah. this series. Yeah, Because piano good. songs don't do a lot for me, gen- unless it's Piano House, uh, they don't do a lot for me generally, but this just lights me up. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can smell where this is going. Already, Maybe. Which is good, yeah. I would say I'm in a similar camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just hook central, isn't it? Every, every little bit of it's a hook. Yeah. Every little bit of it's a memorable. There's nothing about this song that you could throw away. I think I've found peace with it now. Good. Probably I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. The, the line that I want to come back to from Vanessa about her status as a one-hit wonder, and this is... I, I, I hope people find this as, as, as kind of profound as I did. The phrase one-hit wonder is always made to be an insult, but the whole point of one-hit wonder is that you're wondering how you had a hit at all. No one has a hit song. <laughs> oh, isn't, yeah. that a, isn't that a lovely, lovely line? Yeah. It, it recontextualizes the wonder part of it, and I just yeah. think it's great. So she, she's she got that awareness. She's fine with the fact that she didn't go on and become a big thing. She's happy with the career she's had. Mm-hmm. You know, who wants to be a, a multi-billboard selling artist anyway? She gets to be herself. Yeah. I think it's the same for a lot of actors who, who didn't have that prolonged career. They got to go and do their own thing, and they've all have, they'll always have this. And mm-hmm. she, she hated this song. Because it was everywhere. She hated it. She grew to hate it. But I think now she must accept that, you know, it's such an important part of so many lives. Yeah. Uh, either through the song itself or through White Chicks. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a beauty. It's a beauty. Danger, danger. It's high voltage. <laughs> when? When we touch when we kiss. <laughs> uh, but it's not by Electric Six. No. Not yet. Not yet. We'll get that next year, which I'm very excited about. Uh, this is from Linkin Park, and it is the reanimation remix as part of a, a kind of a, a remix project based on the first album, Hybrid Theory. Uh, so this is that, High Voltage. Voltage. The So 
the original was released in 99 and yeah brought back as the reimagined reaman as a reimagination what's Re- the reanimation reanimation i've just made up a word yeah, there yeah. yes that was a, a kind of a remake album it wasn't all hybrid theory there's a few extras kind of chopped yeah, into that yeah. but yeah it was all based around hybrid theory pretty much too i'd never heard this mm. well i don't think that i'd heard it I, I think it's like a Linkin Park kind of like deep cut. Yeah. You might say it's not one of the you know big ones, but it's uh, the, the it's one for the fans. I've got Don't Love the Production, which is odd for me saying mm. that about Linkin Park. Don't remember it. And I've mix. only got one real note where it just says, Piano reminds me of Jerry May, Mary J. Blige, No More Drama. That points. Mm. That's it. That's all. That's really mm-hmm. me. Okay. And number nine, was pretty surprised it was a number nine because I hadn't heard it. Yeah, I hadn't heard it. I, my my first note was, yeah, the mix is odd. There's a lot of emphasis on those keys. And I think Mike, in his rap, has got like a bit of a high pass filter on. So it's it's not clear. Uh, it's kind of been buried a little bit. Like there's way more stuff going on over the top of Mike, which kind of distracts from him. But his, if you can make out what he's saying and, and, and get a feel for it, the flow is great. He's yeah. a great, you know, he's a great rapper. And I think it, it proves that it's it's easy to call Linkin Park just like a new metal band if, you, if you're not really like in with what they did. But this is just a pure hip hop track and it's awesome. Yeah, I think maybe it was just too big of a swerve for me. Yeah, it is a big swerve. Maybe I need to give it a bunch of goes. I don't, I know that how many, no matter how many goes I give it, it's probably not going to be much bigger for me yeah but yeah I was just I was a bit confused as to why it was sitting at number 9 it's better than the executioner's track that Mike rapped on yes it's better than that yeah it is so that's something mm-hmm. uh, it's a it's a, a two legged release there was two singles on this yeah. the other side well based on that yeah I guess you like this one a bit more this is why it makes sense as to why I didn't know that mm. one because I was too busy listening to another one well there you go this is Linkin Park and Points of Authority the reanimation remix So I had no idea what was being said in this, but totally danced to it at the time in Armani's, mm-hmm. like on my nights out and things too. But this is this is so much better for me. Um, it has an actual hook in it yeah. that is clear to go, oh, that bit's the hook. Um, and I just can engage with it completely differently. But I do remember this one and that now makes sense about high voltage because this was the one overshadowing it really. Yeah. This feels like a, an evolution of new metal, doesn't it? Because it's got like an in- industrial futuristic side you know, yeah. the, the music video is a video game thing this feels kind of like video game soundtrack yeah. sort of feel and, and yeah it does feel like new metal's been stepped up a notch by the you know the introduction of more electronic bits yeah chester and mike again, again same as high voltage they feel a bit buried i'm not sure it's because i'm hungover today and i can't hear things <laughs> probably but um they, they, they feel a bit buried under a lot of layers of things but it's a fun heavy smasher from lincoln park which is ever since the high voltage wasn't yeah, not that's a I problem. No, like it, it shows that they've got they've got versatility within the group, but um, but yeah, I I like this one a lot more. I can't necessarily remember it, unfortunately, because I you know haven't listened to it very much. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure if I listen to it more, I will grow to love it. Yeah, it does. It can catch your ear pretty easily. This mm-hmm. one with with a little bit of time, but yeah, like not not two Lincoln Park tracks that are Lincoln Park as we know and love them. No, really, uh, not the remem- the memorable ones. Well, because they were number nine in the charts with the yeah. Buffy. Yeah, I think that chart position is quite um, generous mm. for them. Mm. Okay. Right, we will choose some winners um, again. Well, this is a short week, isn't it? There's not many songs this week, so nah. 
Oh. As you say, maybe Ja Rule could end up getting something here. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to spoil it now and say not from me, but right. that's fine. Um, Scott, we'll go with you first then. Oh. Um, Short week. Slim we pickings. Yeah, so because, well, what have we got? We've got what, one, two, three, four, five. So we've got six. Six songs. Um, yeah. Which is a difficult one because that, it's, that means we're not really going to be able to top four it. Are we? Can mm. we top four it or do I just go top four anyway? Um. Right, I, I, I could actually, I could top for it. Go on then. Um, Linkin Park aren't making me cut. Okay. Which sounds weird because in fourth place is S Club Junior's Automatic High. <laughs> <laughs> I'm torn between two and three. Monterey Jack. Um... <laughs> Right, I'm go- I'm gonna have to do it ethically because I would be feel stupid if I did this a different way. Ja Rule, third place, um, which I think production wise is worthy of a second place. Maybe not higher, but lyrically, yeah, it has that issue. Second place Shakira because it is romantic, it's lovely, and I did quote it being very listenable. I'm not really as fussed um, with the inconsistent emphasis over her vocals. I think she's done a good job as an English track. Uh, but yeah, so my episode winner this week is Vanessa Carlton, A Thousand Miles. If I could fall into the sky, do you think time would pass me by? Because you know Somewhere a therapist is tapping their pen on their notepad and going, good. Yeah, good. And also, it's what broke. the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a, is this shit? There's a nut I'd like to crack open. Let's yeah. have a look at that. Okay. That's, so you, that, that's, that's, a, that's a really good moment. I'm, I'm really proud. So you're not going for a four? I'm going for a one. Are you going? Well, okay. So that, yeah, because I really could have done, I could have, stri- I could have struck I off. think you've been generous. I've, yeah. I've said before. I was thinking, that, do you know what, I'll be honest, I was going straight for um, votes. For Twitter polls, oh, well, that's, that's well, why we got. The look, look at you being a good producer, Sorry. me just being like, ah, fuck that. Yeah, um, yeah. My one is Vanessa Carlton, a thousand miles. And it's not because it's so much better than everything else, but because it, well, it is. But like, it's um, yeah. there is there is nothing. My my definition of a a contender is like, could it genuinely? win and really that's the only thing this week that yeah I think this could be a spreadsheet song that mm. we see for people mm-hmm. on their spreadsheets so mm-hmm. make sure and keep up with your spreadsheets for us please that'd be really good mm. so you have the choice now of Kylie Minogue one of the biggest songs of 2001 mm. and Vanessa Carlton one of the biggest songs of 2002 yeah here's a drone this is actually much more difficult because of the vast grandness and importance of Vanessa Carlton, A Thousand Miles, it was like a global sensation, um, an amazing debut. It's probably bigger than Kylie. Yeah, it is. There's not many, not many things have been, but this, no. this probably is. Is it better than... La, la, la. Okay. Oh, shit. Um, beautiful Piano, 
really beautiful strings, gets a bit of grandeur and stuff in it. A great debut. Kylie's has got more hooks in it. Does it though? It does, yeah. Does it though? It does, yeah. I think they've, they've got a, they've got a pretty they're, right, they're, so they're me, neck and neck for me. So even just the 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 beats of Kylie's before it even starts. Okay. Yeah. But then, so you've got one, you've got one hook there before the beats ever kick, even kicked in. Then, then make him away downtown. Make him away downtown. That's, that's just a verse. Walking. No, but that's the bit that everyone. That's just a verse. It's not drone. just a verse. It's a. Hook. It's just a verse. So then we've got la la la. Then we've got I just can't get you set me free. We've got loads in Kylie. If I could fall. And yeah, that's the verse. Well, that's the pre-chorus. So yeah, well, that is the chorus. The, stru- the structure of Vanessa Carlton is very songy. <laughs> it follows a generic structure of a song. Yeah. Um, Kylie's is weird, wacky, and mental. Vanessa Carlton's music video is a snooze fest. It's happening in the room. Yeah. I'm leaving the actual room. Although in they a do reverse her back into that garage very, very well. Yeah. But it is a bit snooze festy. Kylie's is futuristic. It's modern. Um, and I will this is where I could this is where we have to do this is this is probably the song where I'd have to do my oh we need we need a lifeline in future potentially but I still everything's still pointing towards Kylie for me because this broke America from a non-American of Vanessa Carlton is she is she American? yeah right she's not Canadian okay yeah she's American so she had that upper hand that's easier to do Kylie stays on <laughs> I don't normally sit and talk through yours. I, 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 it's not yeah. normally it's not normally a debate. I'm not no, I'm not normally trying to push you. I think it's the gap that we've had. Yeah, you know, because yeah. it's very easy to forget. We've had such a big gap. It's easy for me to forget all of the parts of "Can't Get Out of My Head" and "Can't Get Out of My Head's video is a million times better. Yeah. Vanessa Carton's "It's Not a Snooze Fest." I've exaggerated. It is good, but it is not a "Can't Get Out of My Head." And not because it's become of the iconic, white dress. though, isn't it? Yeah, they both have. Yeah, they both think, become iconic. Yeah, but I'm thinking, what would you would you rather listen to, or would you rather watch Terry Crews in the video for a thousand miles, or Vanessa Carton? And that's not a good thing. Whenever you might want to watch Terry Crews instead of Vanessa Carton, even though you're listening to Vanessa Carton. Mm. I don't know. Right, hit me. Right. So you, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've got Vanessa Carton a thousand miles. Yeah. Oh my God. Versus. Um, you've already figured, you've forgotten again, haven't you? When you look at me. Yeah. By. I've forgotten her name. Christina Milian. Christina Milian, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Here's your drone. <sighs> I think it's easy. You can't say that because that's not how your brain works. I think it's easy, but... Yeah, I think it's easy. I think, like... I think your your, your choice is more difficult than mine. And I, and, and I, and I kind of want to continue on the Kylie thing of just, like, when you put it that way, like when, when you put it the way you put it there... Like Kylie is weird and wacky and out there and has all the boxes that I tick. And like a song like Vanessa Carlton shouldn't, but and and it, and it is more traditional. It is more straightforward. It, 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 I think that Kylie and Vanessa Carlton personally have a lot of common ground, and there's a similar amount of hooks, similar amount of iconicness. I think the videos are, are equally iconic in, in in their own way. I, uh, Christina Milian, it was it was always just a bop. It was right, always yeah. just a bop, Liam bop that hit me in the mood. Uh, and and but if we're going on quality, Vanessa Carlton is just like oh, it's just it, it doesn't take much to light me up when that song comes on. That, that that has rescued me from the pit this week. It really, really has, genuinely. Um, and yeah, Vanessa Carlton's the winner. 
Mm, wow. Your I feel right. This is, is this the most significant one where I felt this is going to be a future battle for you for a long time. Now this is hard. Mm, actually, maybe I'm saying. Oh no. See, with me, you can never really say no. that because you'll talk it, yourself it, out yeah, of it in three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that fucking piano. No, I, I, but right, right here, yeah. right now, I, th- I, I, but I, I do think even if it's even if it's not the winner, it's one right. of those where it's like it's a top ten probably yeah. of the of the entire decade. Okay, it's just it's just unbelievably iconic, and I think a lot of people will have a lot of memories. Maybe not all like yours where it's tied to trauma. Um, people will have a lot of happy memories, I think. Yeah, and it's it's just one of those. It's just properly beautiful, and again, there's a lot of research on it. A lot of people have talked about it before, so that might be why I'm more pushed to it. But because there's nothing on Christian Milian. When you look at me, it's a song that came and went, but this has really stayed. Yeah. And I, I don't agree. normally go for the iconic ones, but this this to me is just like unavoidably iconic. When it's that good, you can't not. There Pretty much. Yeah. So that's ours. You've stayed the same. I've, I'm thinking now it probably will soon be an actual year, like a real human year, not like a podcast year, since you chose Kylie. Would it? Might I wonder be, when yeah. that happened. No, no. I have no timeline in my life anymore. It's all a blur. Because we've had we've had like this big break here. We had a big break between season two and three. Mm-hmm. Probably has been about a year. Wow. Shit. Mm. Oh well. Um, get us your thoughts in TNN Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can email hello at TNN Pod. That'll be good. Yeah, we want to hear your emails and voice notes as well. Please, that'll be very good. Next time, what can we expect? I ain't written it down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let me get me thing on my phone. It's a bit of a shambles, but uh, let me get me phone. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, okay, next week we have got another reality TV person. I'll do this as a quiz for you. They came third in Pop Idol. Uh, Jessica Garlic. No. Oh, what was the other one? Who had the. Uh, when I lost. Laura Whitmore. No. Nope. Laura. Whatmore. Whatmore. No, it's not her. No. Oh, that was a jam, that one. This person was also in Pop Stars. Darius. Darius. <laughs> with Colourblind. That's a tune. That's um, a tune. We've also got a, a Will Smith song, which is a sequel, a kind of thing, for a film that he was in. Wild Wild West? No. Uh, Men in Black? Yeah. Okay. Black Suits Coming. Oh, right. No, yeah. no idea. Um, there's P. Diddy and Usher. And I'm so, con- I'm, I'm really confused by this one because it looks like it was a double single, but like one of the songs is just Usher and one's P. Diddy and Usher. I don't know. I don't know. Let's go. One of them's called I Need a Girl Part One and one of them's called You Don't Have to Call. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, Britney's Back with Pharrell. Did they do a song together? Yeah, it was only a number seven, I think. Uh, I don't know it. Boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, was that in? That was in Austin Powers. Right. Um, Coldplay are back. New album from them. Clocks? We passed no. Clocks? Uh, Viva La Vida? No. Oh, it's ages I, know, I have no idea. Uh, in My Place. Oh, In My Place. Yeah. Uh, Bowling for Soup. Oh, the girl or the bad guys one? Yeah. And this one, because I, I, I did a bit of early prep on this one, it's a Madonna cover. From a band who just did Madonna covers. Um, uh, Holiday by... Um, uh, that isn't the song, but they did do that song. Oh, I can't remember who they were, what they were called. Um, called? Give me, give me, start saying it. Mad. Madhouse. Yeah. Like a prayer. Like a prayer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. It's not the, the tight and slick way we normally do it, but that, uh, there you go. Look forward to that next week. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Yes, see you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear me.